Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. So what does everyone think of the new Taylor Swift album? You know what? I haven't listened to it yet. Such a sycophant, Dan. This is, this is uh, you know, we've had this exact conversation before, like five months ago. Yeah, it started this way, and then I said I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I th- actually, this one, I listened to, like, the first few tracks one day, and I liked it, and then I just forgot about it. I'm really bad mm. with new music. I haven't at that phase mm. in my life, like... Mm-hmm. Not everyone that is my age is like this, but I have gotten like this where I'm I'm very bad with uh, new music, even though my intentions uh, are different. Like I want mm-hmm. to listen to mu- new music, but I forget and then just listen to old music. But yeah. Mike, what uh, what is your like nostalgia music? Like it's it's the music he listened to in high school and college. But, that, yeah, what I know, but I want to know exactly what that is. Like yeah. mid two thousands indie rock. So like British Capric- indie Cudi? rock. Oh yeah. So like not not entirely Arctic Monkeys. Arctic Monkeys. The Block Libertines, Party. Block Party. Yeah, all of those. I see. So like my Imbazo. In, <laughs> indeed. Uh, the street. The streets. Yeah, but I wouldn't consider it Mindy Rock, but like I have I have Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Like I have fond memories of the streets too. Yeah. Were the streets gotcha. huge in the UK? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They were not huge in the US, but no. I do enjoy they're, them. They were huge in surprised. our college yeah. circle though. Really? That's interesting. A gram don't come for free. <laughs> that's the that's very true. We're cutting that. <laughs> <laughs> Getting up to that line there. So you like the new Taylor Swift album, then? I do. Yeah, I think must. I. I think I actually like it more than Folklore. I've heard that from people, actually. Yeah, it's more. It's a uh, a little even more nationally, I think, and mm. so perhaps Ooh. that's what's drawing me to it even more. <laughs> but and that would kind of make sense that maybe she didn't want to go like full national. On the, well, it's on funny. The first I, like a cup, a couple of the songs on it are literally unused national songs like they kind of existed and floated around as instrumentals or whatever and then she like was able to turn them into songs so makes sense but dan you're still this hasn't made you retroactively become more of a taylor swift of her like previous albums you haven't you haven't like retroactively gone back and been like oh i really like you know no 1984 or something oh see i just figured you were a taylor swift fan before I was a I was a Taylor Swift like appreciator, but I yeah. never kind of actively would listen to her music or seek it out. That's where where I am. I'm an appreciator. Yeah, Lover was the first one that I feel like kind of clicked. Where I was like, oh, I would like listen to this again. I enjoyed quite a bit of that. Uh, but yeah, these these two new ones are like they're just in my rotation now. They're super solid. I think I appreciate Taylor Swift, the businesswoman, more. Mm. Oh yeah, she's killer. Yeah, she's 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 just killer. She's she and, is clever and savage, like in in just <laughs> just kind of like the right uh, yeah. mixture. She's like a, where she awesome. she like upset the apple cart on Apple that time of Apple Music, and now she's doing yeah. the whole thing with the re-recording of her own, our old songs, right? I, I appreciate yeah. that. Which yeah, I think is actually. That would be a really cool exercise for like a lot of artists to do. Like you just, mean re-record their back yeah catalog? yeah yeah. Like I think that could yield some interesting. Like imagine like Radiohead re-recording the Bends or something, or like kind of rethinking but is it. She, some... Is she like like trying to copy it, or is she actually reimagining? She's not trying. Like, I don't. I, I don't actually. I don't actually know. I I think I heard. A well, what is considered a rumored re-recording that was used in an ad. Uh, so, like Match dot com, I think had an ad which had a version of Love Story in it, her song Love Story. And mm-hmm. when the ad came out, a lot of people were freaking out in the replies because it it sounded like a re-record. Um, mm. But to me, 
it sounded like the original song. So I think mm. that she is purely like remaking them. I don't think that there's a lot mm. of like rethinking. It would of be them. really mm. weird to like reimagine hits. You know, like especially it would be, that's not what like, her audience wants, right? Yeah, I, I, they just I think wanted, they she want wants to be able to the old songs yeah. to be the old songs. If mm-hmm, if yeah. if what she's doing is re-recording, like there is, there's the two different things, right? Like re-recording and reimagining, and the re-recording thing, I could imagine would be pretty difficult for most artists because I imagine you grow to hate a lot of your own songs. Well, and especially, I mean, wasn't she like 18 or something yeah. when those yeah. early albums came out? It's like, you well, know, it's, a lot of it's country, right? Which is not yeah. really what she does anymore. She's bit, she's like four styles of music removed <laughs> from a lot of that stuff now, which is also mm. interesting. Well, well I get interesting. It, it, but the thing is, uh, for fans, like, why would they want it to be a perfect facsimile? Because for them, the original music's not going anywhere. Like, <laughs> the yeah. reason she's re-recording is because of like contract disputes and stuff. So, like, yeah, but I for think the fans, people don't. I would want rather to have her... them by listening to the old songs. Yeah, so if you want. yeah. I I, I could imagine that like our lack of knowledge in this is just making people so yes bad. yes uh, exactly. i recommend people go and listen to the rocket podcast and really let's yeah let's Christina i was gonna Warren, say let's let's dial way her more in about taylor swift get the us. real story <laughs> nah uh, we're the authority <laughs> just three middle-aged white guys talking about taylor swift yeah She's I'm not baller, middle-aged, though. but I couldn't... Well, are we third-aged? Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, a couple more years. I'll be 40, and, you know, that's, you know... Yeah, but you got to hope year. these days that 40 is not middle-aged either, right? I think it still counts as middle-aged. Mm. Like, I think you're in the... I don't know. <sighs> I mean, I could be middle-aged at 25. You don't know. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> See how the next Dark. few years goes. <laughs> Dark. How's the Mark II coming along? Uh, good good um we just got so you know we changed gears it's so weird because it's kind of the same thing but we changed gears into we're in the production mode and they sent us the first just i guess a day ago they sent us the first samples from the product like production mode and everything is good except there's just some little finishing things that are that we're working on and i think th- from the beginning we knew the issues are going to be this like about polishing and getting them seamless and that kind of thing and that's still the uh the thing we're working on with them um it's definitely like gotten better and we're in a better place and i feel pretty confident about it but it's you know it's just like continuing to kind of uh work on that mm-hmm. but um but that's good. So that's moving along. Um, you know, I don't, we still don't have any like firm dates or anything. Um, but we're, you know, we're butting up against the Chinese New Year now. Uh, you know, in terms of like, will we get the final parts from them before then? Which I know they're trying to do. So um, that's really the kind of question. Um, but you know, no definitive yet. Like if we, if we had to. D- one had to push them past that date to like get them right. I think we would, you know what I mean? Um, so it's really just like a question of, you know, what's going to happen. Um, but we did one, one big change is we made the magnet that keeps the, the like body part into the sleeve, like much bigger and stronger. We were, we had it like, it was like a, like a six millimeter diameter basically. And we made it, I think, maybe like eight or nine now, Mm. um, like quite a bit bigger. Mm. And because before we were kind of, we felt like we were right on the edge, like, oh, this works. This is a strong enough feel, but it just wasn't, it didn't feel like perfect. And so with making a much bigger magnet, we kind of have wiggle room. Like we can, there's ways we can like adjust the strength of the magnet and some other things. Right. Um, instead of like being on the end of a continuum basically. So that was good. It's like that change was good and it feels good. So, but otherwise uh, we're just kind of, you know, doing, doing the process of telling them changes and they make them and then they send us a sample and then, you know, (laughs) over and over again, (laughs) but it's good. And you feel like you feel unconfident about it all. You happy with it all. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I'm just happy that there's not moving parts. Uh, You know, the th- the oh, like right. the thing yeah, with the course. Mark One is yeah. 
there are like three areas where there's very tight tolerance with moving parts. And so if anything gets out of whack, it's like whack-a-mole of like, oh, the plating was a little bit too thick this time or whatever. So um, You only have one moving part this time, right? Yeah, we don't have any that are like moving parts that were like rely on a spring or anything. They're all like, you know, you're pulling something out. So it's just not... There's no issue there. Now the issues are all, it's like all about like just basically fit and finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the obvious that's important, but it's, it's something that's, a, it's just an easier problem. You know, it's not as multivariable, basically. It's like, did you do the polishing right? Yes. Okay, then it's fine. It's not like, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. with the Mark 1. And essentially, there's an interesting, there's some interesting follow-up with the Mark 1. We have done a revision to the knock. Um, that affects that's that's similar so it used to be that we had an aluminum knock and we plated the aluminum knock with nickel Mm -hmm. so it was like bright and shiny and then we would get it pvd'd copper like on some of them now we have changed to where we have a stainless steel knock that's polished so we don't have to have any plating and then we can just get that directly PVD'd. And then you might be thinking, as I know you are, Mike, but wait, that's going to change the weight and make it heavier and weird balance on the pin. Uh, except we did a tricky thing where we the knock is hollow, basically. <laughs> it's like hollow. And then we have an extra part that like makes it so the rest of the mechanism can connect to it, even though it's hollow. And so the weight is... It's like a da- an adapter, basically. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And so basically it's the same weight now, even though it's stainless steel instead of aluminum, the knock. And it the cool thing is it just eliminates uh, plating. And we, we've had so many problems with plating because it's really hard to plate on aluminum and it's really hard to control the thickness to the tolerances that we need and so it solves several problems for us and although it was like a little bit of a tricky thing and the parts are more expensive and all this stuff uh i think it's going to be good we got our first batches of parts to do that and so we'll you know assemble those and see like if in in fact it really is better for assembly and all that stuff but that was a that will be if that sticks and is like a good change then that will be good because it will eliminate a lot of just you know oddball issues for us so that does it's a big change it's so funny because it's like our hope like if we do it right no one will notice <laughs> the change <laughs> but it's like all this work yeah it's like, oh, <laughs> did all this stuff to, like that pin we, i don't know we have done so many revisions to that pin and no one would know, but it's like, I, don't, I mean, we could do an hour-long podcast on just the changes we have made to the pin, like the pin, uh, the Mark I, yeah. um, to make it like more consistent to assemble, basically. Anyways, uh, kind of wild. Yeah, I, I guess it's, it is, I guess it's two things really, right? Like one, it is a complicated thing to do because you guys kind of went in on hard mode with making a <laughs> pen, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, as we spoke about many times before, like you could have taken some off-the-shelf parts, but you decided not to. And then mm-hmm. the second part, it's like it was the first time you'd done this. So, mm-hmm. you know, like like with all of the stuff that you've done in the past, you kind of, like, this is just what it is to make things, you learn from it and use that in the future. Like, for example, you're now making the Mark One easier to make because you have experience with stainless steel now, right? So, yeah. like, you're, you're familiar with that. You understand that better. But it took doing the Apollo to understand stainless steel, I guess. And then you've been able to, to move that back. But it should mean that Mark Two, and if there's a Mark Three or Mark Four in the future... Uh, that they should become easier to make, I guess, because you have more of a kind of an inbuilt knowledge of, of this type of production. Yeah, for sure. And just like, fin- just honestly, just like finishes and coatings and platings and stuff. That's like, mm-hmm. that's really the, been the, uh, the learning, I think. And that's mm-hmm. cool. Cause we, you know, we have quite a bit of experience with that stuff now. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, that's what I like about the Mark, you know, the Mark two, it's like, oh, we, you know, there's, I don't, 
I don't imagine very many surprises. Um, and, you know, going into the future, I think we yeah, will be able to kind of stem the tide of a lot of this stuff. So that's yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's fun. Um, but yeah, it's been quite the journey. I don't think it'll be done. Like, I, I'm sure we will keep revising the Mark One. That's what's interesting about making like something like a pin where you could sell that thing for 50 years because it's not like it's tied to some technology or some fad or something. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a pin. I mean, it's like people are going to need this for forever. <laughs> and so it's like worth, uh, it's always, for us, it always makes, it's always worth it to like keep making it better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that, uh, that's kind of cool. The material docs, I think of, well, I know they've started arriving with people because we got some, um, but I assume that that has been like an, an en masse thing, right? How has that been received so far? You happy? I think, Dan, you... Yeah, happy with the reception, not as happy with the rollout, which we can talk about. But okay. the... Uh, yeah, people surprisingly have been really uh, a positive uh, about them. Perhaps it was like their first material doc, and so they... Uh, it's kind of their first time, like kind of seeing the walnut and how everything like fits together and stuff. But yeah, it seems like prettier people are generally really happy with them. And I think just being able to affix the MagSafe makes it so much better that people are tying that joy to the product, which is nice. So it's like, <laughs> yay, we get to like reap some of that uh, yeah. like positive energy. Uh, it's been an interesting so. uh, uh, use in my household. So Adina was mostly using MagSafe because uh. use MagSafe. And she is not fixing the MagSafe into the puck, but is mm. going to be fixing the puck to the table because she mm-hmm. likes to be able to like so at the bedside to, to be able to charge her phone while she's holding it mm-hmm. but what she likes uh-huh. now is there is a place that it goes and it doesn't fall off anymore right uh, oh it doesn't fall off yes oh. so wait 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 but does she using the is she using the nanopad or is the nanopad not like sticky and it's just sitting in there she's not using she hasn't P- taking the peel off the nanopad on the inside uh-huh, uh-huh right uh-huh, so it just uh-huh. it sits in there and now it's nice and, and neat, she and it has its place and she doesn't work she it's not annoying to her to have to put it in there it's not no. like okay because it's easy to yeah, just, it has a place it just slots in you know yeah 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 another thing that's nice about that is if if you're charging your phone and it's like on top of the dock you can Instead of picking your phone up, you could just slide your phone, yeah, like horizontally mm-hmm. off like of the magnet, and, and it would it would on. stay in there. That's a good yeah, idea. So, we should yeah, market it, it, it that it, way. <laughs> there you go. It's either or, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So it makes me want to put a magnet in there too, because if <laughs> if you didn't take the nano stuff, the like cover off the nano stuff, and then you had a magnet, it would like you know, uh, it might, it just kind of makes that work a little bit better. Cause, cause there is some mm-hmm. magnets in the MagSafe that work that are pretty strong. And so if we had a little magnet in there, it would just kind of make it more secure. It wouldn't really change the use of it, but it would just, you know, it definitely wouldn't fall out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just sitting in there. That's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I don't know what to think about this MagSafe. Like, is it a kludge that, Apple will be just kind of sitting with for like a couple of years, or is it like, no, this is the best and it will get smaller, but it's like, this is how we do it. I or, think this is how they want it to be done. You think for forever mm-hmm. on the back and yeah, I think so. I think so. Like the idea mm. of a portless iPhone, I do think is something that they yeah. want and will be working towards. And this is a really easy way to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. My my ca- my new car with uh, wired CarPlay is going to be so sad about a portless iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might do. <laughs> I'm sure that your car manufacturer will sell you a really cheap upgrade. Yeah, <laughs> the cheap yeah, upgrade is just buying a new car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So what happened with the with the rollout then? What made you sad? Oh, it's just I mean, it's a obviously a, a trying time with I mean the pandemic, but also the holidays. I think was just a bad combination for shipping and shipping warehouses. So like, for example, we had sent a bunch of inventory to our UK warehouse Mm -hmm. and they processed half of it, but the other half is like, has been unaccounted for, for like Mm. the past three weeks. Nice. And then they're just now getting back to us saying like, they don't know where it is. (laughs) Uh, so that we either have to just chalk that up as being lost or, you know, verify with UPS to make sure it actually was delivered. You know, the tra- the tracking says it was. So that's what we're assuming. Um, so that's, you know, there's been basically like, I think we did a pretty good job in our estimates of estimating like how long it would take us to make it and get it sent off to warehouses. But we did not account for super slow inventory processing time Mm. and super slow shipping times. And that caused us to kind of miss our estimate. I don't think, uh, I can't imagine Brexit has helped either. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I have no idea. Cause I know that that customs is a bit of a nightmare right now. Cause there's like a bunch of new rules that they're trying to put into place. And because basically everything goes through customs now. Yeah. Some way. And, I mean, I'm sure you've looked into this a little bit, uh, or you have someone looking into it, but there's like there's new rules on VAT and where it's collected and all that kind of stuff to try and stop everything going through customs, I think, is the is the goal. Um, mm-hmm. But I think for the time being, it's going to cause lots and lots and lots of problems. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's just tricky. And, you know, we've been, you know, we are, we are, the person who makes the wood part of the material docks is like a local guy. And so we're, you know, dependent on his throughput, basically. And he's been, you know, putting them out, you know, pretty consistently, but it's just, you know, slower than we wanted and stuff. So it's just, you know, it's kind of like we're still digging out of the back order hole, basically. Right. <laughs> we're still just mm-hmm. like, oh, almost there. <laughs> we've almost got out. Um, so it's good. I mean, it's good. And, and, Luckily, like assembly and our packaging and all that stuff was like good. It's like fast. It's just really, like Dan said, the fulfillment and like getting the parts. Um, Super but, simple packaging, like just little mm-hmm. envelopes, right? Yeah. What did you think yeah. about? What did you think about that? Um, is it too simple? I think it's it was simpler than I would have expected from you guys. Mm-hmm. Not uh-huh. that it was bad, and like not that I care. Right, like where I'm like, oh, they got me there. But it's just, you know, they, I, it, it was different. But like, if I compare it to the previous dock, it's because the previous docks that I bought were like vastly more complicated, right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you yeah. have to screw this in and line it up and all that kind of right, stuff. So right. you had to put all of that in it. But to be honest, I don't think that these need any more than that. They don't need a lot of real protection, right? They're just little pieces of wood, basically. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's kind of no need of having it be more than that, but it, it was interesting to me because it was just different to what I've seen from you in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we and that was intentional. Like, we have, like, purposefully... We're going to try to completely step away from, like, foam inserts and packaging, yep. basically. Um, cause for like many reasons. And so we're trying out, yeah, just basically like simpler. And even with the Mark, like with the Mark two, we had a more complex plan for packaging and we're going to like try to go real simple with Mm. that. And so, um, and it's really small. And so we'll see. I mean, I, it feels like the right thing to do from like a logistics and design and like sustainability standpoint, but it, my fear a little bit is like, oh, will this packaging seem too simple or something or too small for something that's like kind of expensive? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think, money. It, I think the, the docks, it's not an issue. I think it is more of a tightrope with the pens. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. And so it's like, yeah. well, you know, but I think we, we're going we're gonna to try some things that will you know try counteract that like try to you know emphasize like the handmade uh or like hand assembled aspect of it yeah so i think there's Mm -hmm. i think there's something we can do but it's just you know it is an interesting challenge but if we can get there it'll be really nice just because you know it just everything is cheaper i mean it's so weird when we're shipping stuff like to 
let's say our warehouse, um, when we send like glyphs or something, we can fit like 200 in a box. And that there's kind of like this weird pricing structure with like shipping things internationally that are just like less than a truckload, just a couple cartons. It's, it's kind of like no matter what, the box costs like $200. <laughs> like even if it's a pound, it costs like $200. <laughs> yeah. So if we can fit like a bunch of something in a small box, it's like way cheaper. It's like half the cost to send it than, mm-hmm. than if it was larger. And so... We're really incentivized to make to make them small basically uh it's not as much about weight it's more about like volume mm. and so yeah we're trying to be kind of really careful about that yeah um, i don't think the packaging has to be big right mm-hmm, yeah like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if size is is a is a factor but like it's, it's well protected and still feels like i think ultimately for products like yours it just has to have the feeling that somebody cared about it Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And as long yeah. as you can get that across, like the Mark One packaging was much more simple than other pen packaging, mm-hmm. um, but it was, uh-huh. it, but it was elegant. Like the cork mm-hmm. yeah. was elegant. Yeah. So that's you know we'll see. That's where we always try to get to. We'll see what happens. Mm. Uh, how are how is speaking of how is the are you packaging your new version of the the theme system? Journal. Is it shrink wrap still? Yeah, it's still shrink wrap. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'd, and we haven't had any issues with that. Um, I think if we were to do a, like, I've had ideas of of other versions of the book um, mm-hmm. that might be made of different materials, and if they were more expensive, then maybe I would put it in a box, right? Like ship it in a uh-huh. little, like just like a little box the size of the book kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, we've had people that have had their like corners all banged up and stuff, and we just sent them a new one or whatever if it's mm-hmm. if it's a problem yeah. for them. Uh, yeah. But just yeah. shrink wrapped, with, you know, and then put in an envelope seems to have done fine. And and this is like even international because like I always buy mm-hmm. one yeah. uh, just to make sure that the process is okay, right? So like I always uh-huh. just buy one, and I have one show up, and it's like it's just perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in a bubble mailer usually, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we we've uh, I mean, I know this is not your problem because you're not doing any of the packaging or anything, but we've been kind of leaning on these like, you know, the like heat seal mailers that are like foil on the inside that are like, you know, coffee or something would come in and they're just so quick to right seal up and they're so sealed that it's that's pretty nice. It's pretty, uh, pretty hmm. nice, really. We've, sh- we've been shifting a lot of stuff to that, actually, but um <laughs> Yeah. So how is how is the the new theme system journal going? Like how like we don't get we don't get the inside track anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's You left us. I left you. <laughs> well, like so look, we haven't we actually haven't spoken about this on the show, right? So like people that yeah, yeah. listen uh know that the initial journal basically you two made it for me. <laughs> um and then but like over and it was really because if we, I'm sure we spoke about this on the show at some point. It's because I couldn't find any companies to take my business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I came to you like hat in hand, like, please help me get this started. And it was also because like at that point, I didn't really know what I was asking for or looking for. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just yeah. like, I have this design. Can somebody please print it? And so I kind of yeah. needed that like leg up at first. And then there was always the plan was to have a second version of the book. And I think as we were moving towards that and the things that I wanted, it was seeming to get harder and harder with the distributor that we were working with in China. Like mm-hmm. everything was just becoming more and more difficult. And as my... Well, and you know, you didn't need the... You can just... You know, I remember like later on in the process, I was like, my, you know, yeah, I, I knew more like, what I wanted. Just talk to these people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I knew I more what, what I wanted, and so it, it, I kind of like where previously, like all of the stuff was filtered through Tom, right? Like I would mm-hmm. say to you mm-hmm. what I wanted, and then you would talk. You would be able to like basically translate it not into Chinese but into production speak, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. then you would tell me how it all worked, and I would learn. And then it was it was also a case of like. I was becoming increasingly frustrated with errors from the yeah. production. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. when 
we had some go missing. You know, it was just like loads mm. of stuff was just becoming frustrating. Then I yeah. had a friend uh, who also works in these fields, and they put me in touch with a manufacturer in Poland. And so I was talking with these people, and was like, "Oh, you know what? We're on the same time zone, mm-hmm. and they can overnight stuff to me." Yeah. And at yes. that point, Huge. it was like this is it this is it right like this is it yeah. you know like when i yeah. wanted paper samples i would have the paper on my doormat the next day yeah mm-hmm. it's pretty it's it's shocking how much that changes the design process it's yeah. like unreal kind of i was how... iterating fast and frequently in yeah, a way yeah. that would just would not have been possible and i think i would have ended up with a product that I was less happy with because effectively yeah. I rebuilt the entire thing. Like, yeah. you know, I went back to the beginning, like, all right, I'm going to pick the paper. I'm going to pick the cover. Like we, we started from scratch because it kind of seemed like to me the best way to do it. Cause again, it was like, I was, and I've said this to you privately. I said, I was so thankful for you helping me, but the plan for me always was, I want to choose it all. You know, because yeah, I care. So, like, I wanted to get, like, send me a paper sample pack and I'm going to get all my pens out and I'm going to write on it all, right? And then I'm going to mm-hmm. find the one I want. And it was like backwards and forwards for months and months. And we're now, like, I'm really happy with where we are. Um, and again, it's like, I can't, I don't know how this is true, but it is true. It's not costing me really any more money to produce the book. We have made the book more expensive because of the materials, Uh um, but it's not like, it's in line with what I would have expected no matter what we would have done. Like, it's not like, I was thinking, oh, if we made them in Europe, the cost is going to like triple, but it Mm -hmm. hasn't. It's it's very in line with Mm. the prices in China. And I don't really understand how that's the case, but it is the case. I think it's most so basically, you know, that process and almost every printing process is almost all machine driven. Right. There's not like a ton of labor in it. True. And so um, in those type of processes, you like, for instance, injection molding plastic parts, like often not at our scale exactly. But if you're a little bit up on the scale, there's like a robot that does most of the like any labor that would be putting parts in the machine, take them out. There's not a huge difference necessarily in the cost from like Asia or the U S unless they're just like a material cost difference or something. So because it's printing, yeah, if they have the right machines, then it's fine. The problem for us with like the um, tote book was the machines that do that kind of stat, like stitch binding aren't really in the U S there's very few, if any companies that do that in the U S and so Mm. There just wasn't anyone to do it. <laughs> um, and so, um, I mean, uh, this can change for sure, like in a lot of ways. Like the panel book, we moved over to Asia. Uh, and But that's because there is quite a bit of hand labor in that. And there was a significant price difference in the U.S. versus Asia because there was so much uh, labor in it. Right. Because there's like a slip case and all this stuff. Um, but for like, yeah, like the stitch notebooks, there's very little uh and so that's, I think that that's why. why there's not okay. a huge difference. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I but was, you think of like an iPhone. Yep. It's like, hundred. I don't know how many hours of labor go to that, but a lot. But like, <laughs> I'm saving a lot of money on shipping. Mm. Yeah. It, yeah. A ton of money on yeah. shipping. And, and it's, it's faster. just that iteration. Yeah. And faster. So. It's, well, I'm glad. I mean, it's awesome to find. That's like the dream is like to find the like manufacturing partner that, you know. Like does it right and does it quickly and is responsive and you know yeah and I've been happy I've been very happy with them so far I mean who knows what's gonna happen I've been very happy with them so far you know we have we have yet to stabilize demand Mm -hmm. uh huh well does that mean that you get a batch, you say it's for sale, and they sell out quicker, and then you're waiting. Is that what you mean? Like yeah. it's spiky? Yeah, we're back in yeah. that again. So we ordered uh, what I thought was going to be six months of stock based on mm-hmm. the very little data that I had. We sold half of it within one week, and then Gray mm-hmm. made a video 
to promote it on oh. his YouTube channel, and then we sold the other <laughs> half in two days. <laughs> but like, we really didn't well, yeah, know. But we really didn't know, right? Because like, neither of us have like even even the selling the half in in a week that was that way exceeded our expectation. Like mm-hmm. to that point, we had sold more in seven days than we had at any other sale in the eighteen month history. Uh-huh. So like that was not what we were expecting anyway. Yeah. Like and then, you know, it was like it was kind of like look, we're either this the video will make it sell out faster or immediately, we're not sure. But to kind of put it in perspective, I don't want to talk about exact numbers right now cuz me and Gray haven't shared them publicly yet, but mm-hmm. we ordered 75% of the amount that we have ordered to date. Mm-hmm. I see. So you, it's like I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So it, yeah, we've been well, selling them for 18 months. Yeah. We ordered 75 percent of all the journals, like the, the volume that, that we'd ever before. sold, and we sold them. In, yeah. So in it felt like it. a lot. It was a it's lot. Not like you were underestimating. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was like yeah. It was multi a multiple amount, right? Of the max of yeah. the maximum we'd ordered before. So I'm yeah. ordering the same again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, you should order more, probably. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I know I should, but I'm still too scared. Uh, I'm ordering that Mike, same would, amount again. I would like to introduce you to a pattern. Uh, <laughs> every single time you have ordered well, but this No, because this was the problem, right? <laughs> we ordered some in August. Well, we ordered them way before. They arrived in August. Uh-huh. And we hadn't sold those out. We still had a small amount left. I see. Okay. Right. Well, just, yeah, it's because of the promotion. You think it like juiced it, and I think I think there are multiple things. I think yeah, August is probably not the best time for journals. But even though our one, yeah. you do kind of need. And the reason we did sell, we sold a lot of them because people were using them, right? People, if you use the journal every day, you may need three it's or four of them time. a year, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But I also think that the pandemic stopped people from journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, depression yeah i just think yeah. well i just think like everybody's original themes for the year they just threw them out the window yeah. right yeah. um yeah. but then coming into 2021 it's kind of like well you already know what it's gonna be like you can make a theme around that um mm-hmm. and yeah. i had this thought that journal sales would recover because i thought people would approach the year optimistically mm-hmm I think again I misunderstood the demand again. So mm-hmm. well we we did because we sold out so fast. So I don't know. It's a case of like Well this is a common problem. It's not like this is oh no brands ever faced us. I mean this is like yeah. people's job is to just like try to think about this. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's not, like whole know. it's like whole it's like people employ teams of people, right? Like companies employ yeah. teams of people to work this stuff out. And I'm just yeah. like over here with my calculator just just yeah. like <laughs> bumbling my way through it. My, well, it's my calculator and my nerve, right? That's the yeah, that's, right. that's the issue. Is, well, is people tell me to order more, but I'm always just too scared. <laughs> but what I will say, so like the process is much t- tighter now. Like, yeah, we've pla- paced, well, placed our order. At, you know, knock on wood, we should have them in stock again in March. Mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. way faster than we've ever been able to do it before. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so yeah. I'm going to order this amount again. I'm going to put them up for sale again, and we'll see what happens. But like, what yeah. I'm going to do, which I've not done before, is the day these things are done, I'm going to, get, I'm going to be asked to put back in the production queue. Yeah. Just get the us one a slot. Thing that we've never fully done this, which, but I think the right approach is to just basically just like, I just order these quarterly. You know, figure out what the quantity that is. That is the goal. You need to order them quarterly yeah. and just do it. Yeah, that yeah. that will be our plan. But I need to pick a number, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, do it, but no, that's the beauty is you don't need to pick a number. Uh, just, you, you, when okay. you do, but it's ad hoc, right? It's yeah. like, it's even if it's half as much as you normally order, you just do that because it's time to do it we've we never quite do that but that's the smart thing to do i think for our like scale and you know we don't have the analytics nor do you to be able to predict these trends or like spikes or whatever right it kind of it's impossible so um i think that's the only way is just to force yourself 
to be ahead of it. But it's hard. It, it's, we yeah. struggled with it for 10 years. I mean, we've never... It's weird. Yeah, it's, it, it's like, yeah. I, 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 you know, mate, I'm, I will do that, right? Like, just say, like, all right, we're just going to... We're going to make an order from you every quarter. Just keep putting mm-hmm. us in. And then I can work yeah. out what it is. But, yeah, it's it's a great problem to have. I much prefer this problem than... And then, you know, like, I understand that, like, as well, you, you it's kind of right in its own future now because of hype, right? Yeah. Like I know that's a thing, and it's not intentional, right? Like, I know that people do that they want intentional hype. I want everyone who wants to buy one of these things to be able to buy them. Um, and But yeah. now I think we're in a situation where they could sell fa- very fast again because people think if they might want one mm-hmm. you, kind you just of gotta call to them drops that's <laughs> yeah. all just call them drops every time people are gonna start uh <laughs> people are gonna start building bots, bots. so they can make sure yeah, that they they're building bots and <laughs> we got another drop coming uh, oh my god i really I, I mean i feel like we do have the kind of audience that would potentially do bots <laughs> look look at who you've become mike i know look at <laughs> who I'm, you've I'm, become i'm a hype beast now. <laughs> <laughs> that's supreme well i'm glad that it's i'm glad it's smoother and you have you know you're you know interfacing directly because you know it's like you've flown the nest and you can just yeah. you make whatever now you know it's like you got it you know um, and what, by the way, it's absolutely insane that that was only 18 months ago that you... Right. That feels so long ago. I mean, <laughs> we had so been crazy. working on it for like six months before, right? Yeah. I know, but, but just still, I remember when they first went on sale and yeah. that feels like much longer. It ago does feel like a way, 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 way longer time ago. <laughs> I would love to, at some point in 2021, have another product that is not this journal. Like that's That's like mm-hmm. a big goal of mine for this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have ideas that are not like incredibly complex. They're pretty simple ideas, but they're things that I think would be nice additions. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I just haven't been able to assign any more time. Right? Like I, I feel like yeah. I've got to get this a bit more under control before I can turn my hand to other stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a hope for the year for sure. Nice. Cool. Do you have any any kind of like? goals that you're willing to share for for 2021 tom i know you would share anything but yeah that's right i don't i'm um i don't think we have arrived at any like agreed upon like um anything that you would put in like a theme system journal in terms of like a theme right i think we have some near-term goals like we have a you know, at least the first quarter of the year, like we have quite a few things that will be kind of coming out. Um, so we have things to be busy with, but I don't know if we have any like goals beyond that. It feels like a weird time to be planning. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, I think everyone is starting to think that they know what's going to happen or can pretend to think they're going to know what's happened this year. But I think it's like, it's, to me, it does not feel real yet that like in nine months, things could be starting to get back to normal. That does not necessarily feel true. So it just feels like it's not on my mind to be planning. But we do kind of, Dan and I do need to kind of like, I think have a powwow and like figure out what, because we do have like a, yeah. we have some things that will fill up our time for a couple of months, but then, then it is like a, well, what are we going to do after that? So... Um, yeah, me and Stephen are, are in a similar boat with Relay FM, where we've usually done our like goals for the year by now, mm-hmm. and we just haven't even started that conversation because yeah. you know, like the big getting things going this year has has already been a bit of a struggle in places, right? Yeah. And so, like, it kind of it it really from a business perspective. Uh, it doesn't really feel like a year has ticked over as such. It's just like yeah, we're still kind of the in smear. the same. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just we're still in like the same thing. And I know what you mean. I think part of the issue with the like looking ahead to be like, are things going to be okay? I think 
one of the problems is it's just going to continue to be this staggered effect of like different places in the world being better than others. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and that's going to be weird for a while, for a long while, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny too, especially because like beyond the pandemic, just even both of our like countries are, and Europe, I guess in general, it's like politically such a weird transition in time anyways right so it's like it's like a double whammy it's really i just man wouldn't be nice in like a year from now to just be have like some vanilla for a while (laughs) yeah could 2022 just be boring and vanilla (laughs) oh man Um, speaking of there's a pretty bad uh show on netflix it's like 2020 like dumpster fire is like the i oh, forget what it's called Charlie but it's like Brooker netflix produced it, right? the black mirror yeah, i don't know casey and i watched it for like a little bit and it, there were some chuckles in there but you know we watched like the first like it goes through 2020 basically and it's just kind of shocking to just think about how many things happened it's like mm-hmm. I mean, I know this is like, uh, everyone knows this and everyone talks about this, but it's just crazy to think about, like, what has happened this year or like last year is so crazy. It's like the, that Iran thing happened. The royal thing happened. Like everything, it's just like, wow, yeah. I can't it's, believe. You know, like every, every year is always has historic events in it, but like there genuinely could be an, a class taught about, you know, like you, you get like a subject in history yeah, because uh, I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. I was thinking about like how would my kids learn about this time? And I was just thinking that, yeah. and and yeah. like you, the the pandemic and politics are intertwined. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't think you could teach one without the other. Mm-hmm. Like the context yeah. of politics, especially in America for this period of time, which will be taught anyway because it is wild for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. The summation of this period will always be tied with the pandemic, so you need to have context for what that was like as well. Yeah. And so it's, it's such a chunky thing. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It would be like, wait, why didn't people wear masks? Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 what's going on? <laughs> yeah, there was this awesome tweet. Uh, I think that, like, it was in the early on and all of you know, like midway through 2020, and it was basically like, you know, uh, you know, you know, in the future, PhDs would be like, you know, what, you know, what quarter of 2020 did you do your thesis on? You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you you could take you know, like, like a couple months and really have a full, you know, doctorals worth of. Uh, stuff going on so yeah it's um pretty wild i wish we were just done with it yeah because it really has um in some ways carried over in other ways escalated yeah (laughs) and 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 again it's like i think lots when people were like yes 2020 is done i don't think people actually thought that like on january 1st like covid was just going away yeah but it was the idea of like Surely nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> Surely it's just going to be a continuation. We, we made it one week. <laughs> Not even. It's like, oh, what about an insurrection? Like, ah. Dance that corner. <laughs> I I really Time. have to do it because there's something in the list that I cannot fathom, and I okay. have to know what it means. Uh, yeah. um, <clears throat> well, I should admit, I, I snuck this in. This is not actually a dance tech corner. This oh. is a da- this is a dance uh, shower thoughts corner. <laughs> this is a new segment. <laughs> if you allow me, yeah. Okay. Uh, so this, we, I mean, we can cut this if it's really dumb, but uh, it's like what it's like a vexing design problem that uh, it's just like, man, it's really it seems like one of those things that is like there are no good solutions. Maybe you both will disagree with me, but 
the item in the list said family last names. Yeah. Basically, as thinking about kind of what a shame it is that there's no uh there's no perfect way to have your family uh have a shared last name. Uh they're all like problematic in one way or another. Okay. So, you mean your nuclear do you mean your nuclear family like spouse uh, and children? It kind of it it's a problem that kind of ex- any way you think about it kind of extends out beyond that as well. So like here here's what I'm talking about is like two people uh decide to like start a family so they're yep. married or deciding to live together or whatever. Yep. And so there's this like traditional way of like one of the people we can even like set aside like the patriarchal like problems and just say like one of the people decides to like take the other person's name. Yep. Well, it's like you can have issues with that and just like you're losing your like kind of former identity and and absorbing the like identity of the previous person. Then again, there's like this, like, you know, the the patriarchy in the linear aspect of like the family lineage where it's like it's always the male that like carries the family name, like family to family. Mm-hmm. And it's like the son that passes on. It's like, well, that doesn't feel great. Uh, but if you decide if the two people decide to keep their last names it's like, okay, what do you do with children then? Do you hyphenate? It's like, okay, hyphenate's yeah. like kind of cool because they, they get both your names, but that's not... Uh, doesn't uh, scale. Ex- it doesn't scale. Like, <laughs> as soon as they get married and have kids, it's like, you're going to have four <laughs> names, they're going to have eight names, you know? Uh, also, you're not sharing a name at that point because you right. have one, your partner has the other, the kid has both. They're just kind of yeah. stacking up. So yeah. the best, the I've best never I thought com- of 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 the double layered hyphenation. Right. Before yeah. I'd never considered that. That like it's just, if that was what we decided to down. do. But yeah. like generation three, you have like twelve <laughs> surnames. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the best I could come up with, and this is not this loses the lineage aspect. Uh, which again, perhaps is fine because that always was play basically like sexist in terms of like it always just following the male. Uh, is when you decide to spend your life with someone and then you decide to have offspring, you create a new name in the same way that you create a name for your children, you create a shared last name as well. Mm-hmm. So every family, every nuclear family has their own name. And then it uh, it only lasts for that family, basically. And then if the children grow off and start their own family, they would eventually create their own name as well. That was the only thing I could come up with that felt kind of like the fairest and removed any kind of like patriarchy or lineage or any weirdness in that regard. But it also seems weird in its own respect. So I think it creates a new set of problems. As it well. pro- per- perhaps. Yeah. So it was like one of those shower thoughts, which is like, it really bums me out that there's no clean like solution here. Yeah. Well, I think if, I think if culturally there was like traditions to support that, like making a new name, and their you know ceremonies or whatever um that feels like you know that's probably like the most like equitable and like uh like fair thing to do but it, yeah because then my only... the things that i'm seeing as potential problems wouldn't be an issue if it was like yeah exactly like if everyone did it and like mm-hmm. say when you got like married or there was some like it feels like what would happen is instead of marriage as the big ceremony, it would be like a naming ceremony. Where like, like how these their people... agenda reveals to do the name yeah, reveal like, party, right? We have decided to like form this family. It's like a new family, and it's like here's the name or whatever. It's um, basically, that's, clans, I mean, that's cool. right? Oh, like a clan. You've yeah. created clans. <laughs> well, isn't isn't some Asian? It, isn't it? This isn't all the way there, but isn't there a? Isn't there something where? I think it's still the male lineage is the last name, and then the female lineage is the middle name. Mm. And then, mm-hmm. then I guess all your kids have the same middle name, but at least that's like a step closer. But uh, mm-hmm. I think that is somewhere, I think. But maybe I'm wrong. I thought that that's like somewhere, some tradition somewhere. But yeah, it is a weird, uh, it is a weird thing. Uh, there, I, I mean, basically what we're saying is, wow, 
our world really is built on patriarchy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we don't know how to do this. So there, there's so many uh, things that just straight up exist. Um, yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. You could do that. Uh, one could just decide to do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that will happen. I mean, it is the thing that feels the most like, like making your own name feels like the most, uh, like if people were trying to solve this problem, it feels like that's like what they'd end up doing. And you can do that. It's not any different. Like women do that all the time in terms of like the rigmarole of having to legally do that. So it's, you know, it's, you can just totally just decide to do that. I'm trying to think if I have any friends that have done that. I have some friends that they changed, they hyphenated, like the kids have the hyphenated last name, but they changed their names too. To hyphenated. Mm-hmm. So everyone has the same name and it's hyphenated. Um, right. Uh, Who goes first? Yeah. I don't remember. Alphabetical baby. Oh, I think it was better? just like what sounded better. Is it better uh, to be first or last in the hyphenation? I don't I think know. it's all about mm-hmm. what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. No, but just like as, you know, if you win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I think... Uh, I think the last, I mean, I think it depends on the name combination. So like, say, you know, say our friends, say and Taylor, they of CWT fame, they, you know, they hyphenated their last names for their kids. And I'm trying to remember the order. There's definitely, there is a sound element, right? Yeah. Like I think to. there's this Wang Levy, which yeah. I think sound is, but I don't know. I think it's all very tricky. I mean, I, Mike, you haven't named children yet, but it's equally trick. It's like so tricky. It's like, wait, how am I even making this decision? You end up reading mm-hmm. all these lists of names and you're just like, I, I guess this, you know, it's like really hard. <laughs> yeah, my, just like, my, my kind of uh, personal guiding principle, if we have the opportunity to name a child one day, is to pick a name that is long enough that many shortenings can be produced from it mm-hmm. to allow the child to pick their own name. I am lucky. And the reason I say is I'm lucky. My name is Michael. I have so many options what? with Michael. What are the options? Well, I, I can go with Mike. I can go with Mick. Yeah. I can go with Mickey, right? Like oh. Mikey. Yeah. I have like four or five <laughs> oh. names or I can just say to everyone, I'm Michael, right? Yeah. And so I've always valued that. Or Mikhail. I could do that, but... You can put a a Y instead of an I. You can do anything. I can do anything. (laughs) But, like, that that is part of it for me, though, right? Is that when when I was 17, I decided that not only was I going to be called Mike, I was going to spell it with a Y in it. And Mm -hmm. so I have always really valued that. Um, But, like, my older brother has the same. His name's Daniel. So he Great got name. lots of exactly <laughs> fantastic names. <laughs> My younger brother kind of got boned, really. His name's Callum. There isn't really <laughs> any way to shorten it. Cal, what about Cal? Cal. Cal? No one goes he by Cal in the UK. But Cal is like that's a different guy, you know. Yeah. He, he, I think his friends call him Cal, but like uh-huh. Cal wears a windbreaker, you know. It's like. <laughs> So, Mike, may I bequeath to you a name option that I was really drawn to that fits this criteria that my wife vigorously rejected. Yes. <laughs> so it was not uh it was never really on the table even though I pushed for it pretty hard. You're not the first uh, person to do this to me, by the way. Give give me a name and it I will say the, the the first time that this happened, the name was immediately rejected. But I will, I will <laughs> by, not, by by you? Fire, Dan. not by me. Okay. It was Ooh, not by me. A lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you ready? Yep. Desmond. Don't like it. It's got it's got Des. Yeah. It's got like Desi. It. It's a strong masculine name. No, you're not into it. It sounds like an old person's name. Oh come on! It does. He doesn't have the lost connotation, or do you? Did you watch Lost? No, I didn't watch Lost. See, he doesn't have the Mm. lost connotation. Okay, watch Lost at least seasons (laughs) one through three. (laughs) Everyone that I've ever known in my life with the name Desmond has been old. There's like multiple. That's not a name in the the U.S. As I think that's a U.K. thing. I think. Yeah, well, it's funny. One of the reasons uh, Katrina rejected it, and this may be insulting to you, she was like, "It's too British sounding." That's perfectly fine. It's part of why why I don't like. It's like when I say old, right? It's like old classic British. 
Mm. Um, name and see, but yeah. it's not, but it's not, it's not gone far enough that it's come back around to be cool yet. Yeah, it's got to right? wait a couple of years. They yeah. all come back the, around. They'll be ahead that's, of the curve. You'll be one of the yeah, first. Yeah, you have to be ahead of the curve. That's the crazy thing is you can't, you can't do names that you think are just a little bit off the curve because it, everyone's thinking the same thing. It always mm-hmm. happens. You got to be like way out there. We have a name list. Okay, well. Mm. I'm afraid Desmond won't make it to the name list. Mm. It's right. You got well, and you got the middle name. You know, there's choice there too. Mm-hmm. So, I'm gonna go uh, pitch this name to Matt Alexander. If you're not gonna use yeah, it, yeah, there you and go. Make sure Matt's having does. a boy. You know, <laughs> yeah. like Matt's in prime time right now. You know, you yeah. could be helping him out. <laughs> no one needs help. Although no Matt, Matt named his dog yeah. Bob, I don't know how inventive he is for naming. It's like, just Bob too. <laughs> <laughs> is that two uh, T W O or two T O O? I like I like T O O better. Yeah, it's Bob too. <laughs> Bob as well. <laughs> Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about this episode by going to relay.fm slash tc slash 65.